Good morning. As you may know, we are living under a new era of tax law in the U.S. Republicans in Congress passed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in December of last year, and now Republicans in the House of Representatives have passed a second round of tax reform. But while there aren't many people who would argue that our tax code doesn't need some work, those two bills have got some nonprofit leaders worried. For Tuesday, October 9th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Loudon First Responders Foundation Dance-a-Palooza 2. It's the red, white, and blue charity dance party at Tally Ho Theater, Loudon's biggest dance party for charity. Jump in for a glow party with lasers, raffle prizes, and the best dance music of all time. Don't worry about being a good dancer, but do wear your red, white, and blue. It's all for a great cause, supporting Loudon's first responders. It's this Saturday, October 13th from 7 to 11 p.m. Get tickets to Dance-a-Palooza 2 at Tally Ho Theater. Theater.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. A new round of Republican-supported tax reform has passed the House of Representatives. It's unlikely to move ahead in the Senate, but it's worth talking about because it and its predecessor are sounding alarms among local nonprofit leaders. I'm talking here about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, passed along party lines in December of last year. One of the biggest changes it made was to nearly double the standard deduction, which nonprofit leaders and scholars worried would reduce incentives for making donations. With the standard deduction nearly doubled, according to Community Foundation for Loudoun and Northern Fauquier County's president, Amy Owen, there's less reason to itemize deductions such as donations to nonprofits. She pointed to estimates that, compared to about 30% of taxpayers itemizing deductions today, the higher standard deduction could mean only 5 to 12.5% of taxpayers will itemize deductions. And Owen said the new round of tax cuts, called the Protecting Family and Small Business Tax Cuts Act of 2018, which makes some of the temporary tax changes in the 2017 bill permanent, could make the problem worse. The IRS is also considering new guidelines that would subtract state tax credits for a donation from the eligible deduction from federal taxes. Before, when you were deducting your donations, you would essentially get credit for some donations from both the state and the federal government. But Owen said counting state tax credits against your federal income tax deductions could impact programs like the Neighborhood Assistance Program, which provides state tax credits for donating to organizations that support low-income people. In that program, people making donations can receive a state tax credit for 65% of the donation, but if the new IRS guidelines are adopted, only the remaining 35% of that donation would then be counted toward a federal tax deduction. It could also impact particularly wealthy givers by cutting the estate tax. The estate tax, which in 2018 affects estates of more than roughly $11 million, allows a deduction for charitable bequests. But all that said, there is some debate around how direct of an impact tax policy has on charitable giving. A 2010 study by Merrill Lynch suggested wealthy people are dramatically understating the impact tax deductions are having on their philanthropy. But James Snyder of Yunt, Hyde, and Barber CPAs and consultants said while he expects to see a change, he doesn't expect it will be drastic. He said from a psychological standpoint, it never makes sense to give a buck to save 40 cents. People give out of altruistic intent. 
He said there may, however, be a change in strategy. For example, he said, with the higher bar to itemize deductions, middle-income people whose tax situation is most affected by the changed standard deduction may choose to bunch two years' worth of giving into one year. That way, they'd take the standard deduction on some years and itemize their deductions on alternate years. The biggest impact, he said, may be felt in the largest gifts. He said his biggest concern is that the changes in the credit amount in the neighborhood assistance credit in particular may dissuade people from making larger gifts. While we're on the topic of this tax reform, by the way, it's also worth noting its historic effect on the national debt. Under the 2017 tax bill, according to the Congressional Budget Office, the national debt is on track to reach 100% of gross domestic product by 2028, quote, far greater than the debt in any year since just after World War II. By 2048, the debt is projected to reach 152% of gross domestic product, quote, the highest in the nation's history by far. Again, the Protecting Family and Small Business Tax Cuts Act of 2018 is not really expected at this juncture to move ahead in the Senate, but if it did, it would be expected to dig that hole even deeper. Congress's Joint Committee on Taxation estimated the bill would grow GDP by 0.1%, bringing in about $93 billion from 2019 to 2028 into the tax rolls, but overall would cost the federal deficit about $631 billion over that time. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, two years after being recognized by the Smithsonian and the Garden Club of America, the Hill School's prestigious Arboretum has been dedicated to its original creator. Last week, the Hill School in Middleburg held a ceremony to dedicate the nearly 20-acre Arboretum to Polly Rowley, a mother and grandmother of several Hill School alumni and the one who designed, installed, and for years maintained the gardens. Rowley began work on the Arboretum in 1993 when the neighboring landowner donated 133 acres to the school. After 25 years of work, the Arboretum serves as an elaborate wooded entrance to the school. Today, Polly Rowley Arboretum is used by the school as part of its place-based education program, which has students using the outdoors as an educational resource. In late 2016, it was accepted into the Archives of American Gardens at the Smithsonian and added to the Garden Club of America collection as one of only 51 properties across the nation. The ceremony coincided, by the way, with the school's inaugural Arboretum Day. The Joshua Lee Carr River Safety Foundation has donated $5,000 to the Loudoun County Combined Fire and Rescue System, handing the check specifically to members of the Swift Water Rescue Team. The nonprofit foundation was formed in 2013 by friends and family of Joshua Lee Carr, a young Hamilton resident who drowned swimming in the Potomac River near Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. There, the meeting of the Shenandoah and Potomac Rivers drives rapid underwater currents where the surface appears calm. The foundation advocates river safety, promotes safety education, and supports the local swift water rescue teams, and this year sponsored its first Eagle Scout project, Jet Glacken's project, to build an informational kiosk at Sleater Lake Park in Round Hill. They're also currently hosting a fundraiser and raffling a quilt. You can find out more at riversafety.org. And a 14-year-old actor and Woodgrove High School freshman is making her professional New York debut this weekend. Serena Parrish has won a starring role as Small Allison in the New York Regional Theater debut of the Broadway musical Fun Home. This Tony Award-winning musical is based on Alison Bechtel's best-selling graphic memoir. It follows the main character at three different ages, focusing on her complicated relationship with her father and discovering her own sexual identity. 
Serena plays Allison as a 10-year-old. Because it's close to New York City, the White Plains Regional Theater brings in Broadway heavyweights, and Serena will be performing alongside award-winning actors like Broadway actor and Tony nominee Robert Cuccioli, who plays Allison's father Bruce, and Rita Harvey, who plays Allison's mother Helen and starred in Broadway's Phantom of the Opera. Serena got her start in Loudon's Main Street Theater Productions, starring as JoJo in Main Street's production of Susical last year. In fact, we've written about her before. Loudon now reported on her professional debut in Ford's Theater's production of A Christmas Carol last fall. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, Temple Hall Farm Regional Park is hosting its fall festival this month. Bounce on giant jumping pillows, see flying pumpkins and corn from the pumpkin blasters and corn cannons, try the 20-acre corn maze, and see live music and pig races. It's open today from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, write a play about the podcast. It opens on Broadway to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.